happening. We've got environmental systematic racism. We've got education systematic racism going on. We've got every pillar of um, of existence right now is having some connection with mental health and wellness. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. Wouldn't you like to be a guest on Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham? Well, the link is in the show notes. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Greetings, 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 greetings. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this 142nd edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. So excited to share with you. Uh, it's always great to, to be here and to interview outstanding entrepreneurs, business leaders, community leaders. Today's show is sponsored by Milestone Mental Health Agency, as well as Apex Financial Group of Virginia and the COO team. Let's get into today's show. Joining me now is Nikki Duncan Talley. She's the founder of Black Swan Enterprises. Nikki Duncan Talley is an advocate, activist, and organizer at heart, which has led her to her entrepreneur spirit. She's seeking to give a safe respite for BIPOC and LGBTQ who crave a vacation. And she's planning to give high-end concierge service, turndown service for every guest, and vacation experiences from mild to wild. Welcome to the show, Nikki. How are you? I'm doing well, Blair. And yourself? I'm doing great. So let me make sure I understand. Black Swan Enterprises is a travel agency. Yes? No, it's actually going to be a B&B. Oh, wow. Okay, here in the Hampton Roads area? Yes. Uh, I am uh, looking for a building in Portsmouth. Okay, so a, a, B, uh, a bed and breakfast in Portsmouth, definitely needed. That is so exciting. Talk a little bit about the inspiration for uh, bringing such a thing to fruition, particularly in the age of Airbnb, right? Um, why, why are you deciding yes. to um, one of the reasons why I came up with this idea um, was because I noticed, um, especially in the Fort Smith area, there's a lack of high-end um, amenities uh, when you're talking about things like even uh, Airbnb or a hotel. Um, and Fort Smith, the city itself, has a lot to offer. And I think some of the things that stop people from going to Portsmouth um, is the lack of accommodation. So I want yeah, I definitely want to make sure that that is um, something because I think Portsmouth is one of the best cities in Hampton Road. Yeah, as a as a resident of Portsmouth, I, I would have to agree with you. Let me ask you this, Nikki. So in visualizing your um, your bed and breakfast, how many how many rooms will you look to provide? Um, we are currently the building that I am looking at uh, will probably only have between six and eight rooms. 
So these will be uh, rooms that will not only have a bedroom area, but will also have um, a seating area and bathroom. So, okay. Sounds, sounds exciting. And when, when do you look to look to open? Um, we, I am um, in or in the process of signing a contract with uh, to acquire the building. So we're probably looking at um, fall of next year because we're going to be acquiring a historic property on High Street. Um, and renovating it uh, into the bed and breakfast. Really, really exciting. Congratulations in advance on that, Nikki. And so I know that's not the extent of your entrepreneurship. What are some of the other activities that that you are involved with? No, um, I also um, just finished uh, writing a book. which is called Letters to My Sister. Uh, that should be coming out sometime um, in October. Uh, and I am just um, excited also um, in looking at emerging markets here in Virginia, um, one of them being the cannabis market, and then the other being um, you know, the casinos that are coming here. Um, in Hampton Road. So I am really looking to um, ensure that uh, places like Portsmouth um, don't get passed over with tourism. So um, that's how I'm looking to uh, kind of expand uh, what I'm doing with um, entrepreneurship. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Those are kind of two buzzwords right now, right? The cannabis piece, definitely casinos, um, casinos being you know very new to, to hit the rose as well. Excited to hear that you are exploring those possibilities. Um, you don't necessarily hear a lot of folks that look like us talking about how they can participate in the, in the casino space. Um, so talk as well about your, your activism. Um, and, and the kind of work that you're doing in that lane. Yes. So um, I currently uh, am a regional field director for New Virginia Majority. Um, we are Virginia's leading civic engagement organization. So currently we have a campaign um, to ensure that everyone knows that we have a gubernatorial race Um, Lieutenant Governor, Attorney General, um, the House of Delegates, um, and in many cities, uh, things like city council, um, sheriffs, and uh, Commonwealth attorneys um, up for election this year. Um, That's the wonderful thing about living in a state like Virginia is that we never have an off year with voting. We're always voting for somebody. Um, so that it has been my main focus uh, uh, in my activism as of late. Uh, recently, I also um, was involved in uh, some deep canvassing work for uh, to combat racial resentment. Um, so I am doing a lot of things uh, 
in like activism, community organizing, um, and uh, that really all of those things have led me uh, to being an entrepreneur because I see um, where BIPOC folks have uh, kind of been left out of the ability to build generational wealth um, intentionally, but uh, in order to correct that, um, it's time for us to be able to step in and uh, participate in these emerging markets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. I-, I pose this question to you. You know, there are a lot of folks that look at the political landscape and they say, wow, it really doesn't seem to matter which side of the aisle, who we get in office there doesn't really seem to be any sense of justice or um, any real change coming. You know, people look at conditions and they seem to be deteriorating. What do you say to those who look at your movement um, through that lens? Um, I think probably the first thing I say is, uh, one, you know, it did not, this all didn't happen overnight. We didn't get into the position that we're in um, in 24 hours. Um, And it's not going to be 24 hours and everything's going to be fixed. Um, When you are fighting a system that has been set up for you to fail, um, the one thing that you can do in order to not allow the system to actually work the way it was intended is to do the things that they didn't intend you to do. And one of those things is to vote. So if you um, actually want to see change the way it has been set up here, that in America, the way that you get change is by voting, no matter which side of the aisle you sit on. Um, if you don't vote, you can't change things. And you'll hear people say, well, I only vote in the national election. But the national election isn't the one who actually affects your day-to-day life. The way your state and your state senators and your um, representatives choose to allocate funds that have been given by the federal government affect your day-to-day life. And if you're not voting for those people or you're not um, making sure that they're held accountable for their actions um, by voting, how do you change anything? Yeah. If you've just tuned in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today talking with Nikki Duncan Talley. She is an activist as well as an entrepreneur, um, just giving us her take on the importance of participating in national elections. Thank you so much for responding to that question. I know it's a difficult one because, again, you know, things don't appear to be changing. (laughs) But, you know, I appreciate your definitely your your response. Um, what else would you would you like to share here? I want to hear about the the symbol that you've chosen um, for your business, this concept of a black swan. Well, um, it's funny because it's kind of a play on words. My mother's maiden name um, is actually swan. 
Um, so it came about that uh, I was looking for a name for my business and um, I looked up what a black, like if black swans actually existed because I didn't even know if that was a, a real thing. Um, so I looked them up and um, they are a rarity. Um, but they're also very beautiful um, birds. And so uh, being as though uh, my mom's maiden name, um, it has not kind of carried on um, because uh, she has she has brothers, but they all had children who were, girls so um the name hasn't carried on and I wanted to carry on the name um within the family uh and one of the reasons why I started uh a business was because my cousins and I uh get together uh like every other Wednesday and talk about how we build generational wealth for our children and our children's children so this was one of the ways I wanted to start because I know real estate never goes down to zero in value. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you hear a lot of talk about, um, you know, the importance of multiple streams of income to your point about, about building wealth. Do you, in your opinion, are young people embracing that mindset? Do you think that the influence of um, uh, you know, hip hop artists and on are, are having the intended impact? What would you say? Um, I think uh, in looking uh, especially at the children who are like in my kids' generation. So I have an 18 year old and a uh, about to be 12 year old. And I definitely think it has sunk in for them that having multiple streams of income is the best way to go. Um, because I even look at uh, my 18 year old who just graduated and, you know, she um, has always done well in school, but has always uh, wanted to have a, uh, job even though she didn't have to um and also um in going to school she understood that she never uh she never wanted to be in uh college debt so she took votech while she was in school and to get her uh pharmacy technician license so that while she was going to school, she would be able to be a pharmacy tech um, in order to pay for what she wants to do in the future. So I definitely think it's landing with the uh, with the kids of that generation. Mm, interesting tidbit too: the first black record label was called Black Swan. Did you know that? Wow! No, I didn't. Yeah, our producer sent me a note. Yeah, pretty cool. So you, you are you are onto something, ma'am. 
I'm super excited for you and just um, grateful to kind of finally be having this conversation after seeing your name pop up in so many different places and hearing about your initiatives. I'm definitely excited about the coming of the bed and breakfast. I would likely be one of your first um, guests. <laughs> you will definitely be invited to the open house, so don't worry. Awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to being a part of, of something great. And again, you know, definitely enthused about your your entrepreneurship. Let me ask this um, for those that may be aspiring. Right. I think particularly in the times that we're living in, it's kind of like it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Right. For so many reasons, um, people are trying to. They're trying to live out their truth. They're trying to um, really engage with a better version of themselves professionally. Maybe they're trying to become entrepreneurs or maybe they're looking to engage in the activist space. Um, how do you encourage someone to start who has not taken that first step? I am going to tell you uh, the best way to start is to look for organizations like um, the NSU Innovation Center and Black brands who are already doing these things uh, that can help you connect to the folks who can um, kind of coach you in the direction that you need to be going. Because if it wasn't for um, the Innovation Center and black brands, I don't think I would be in this space that I am currently. Wow. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, and I echo, you know, we do need supportive communities. Um, we do need to be in a space where we can network with other like-minded individuals for sure. Um, and I tell people that there's never been a better time to connect to business associations, particularly chambers of commerce. Um, Black brand being among them because we have been given additional resources to assist because of COVID and because of the racial reckoning um, that was brought on by George Floyd and, and others. So, um, yeah, definitely. I, I appreciate that, uh, Nikki. You don't sound like you thought that was going to be my answer. I was going to well, say, no, but sometimes there's something personal that gets people going on a journey. It's like, you know, there's some kind of pain point um, and um, that will a lot of times push people to going ahead and doing something about it. Right. In my case, starting black brand had to do with my husband's soon to be depression around the state of the black community. Right. And I felt like if we didn't, get engaged in some capacity, um, things were not going to go well, you know, and we just, we, I can't say we connected really to anybody. We just kind of started convening people and started having conversations, you know, and that has grown to, um, well, what we, you know, where we are right now. So I didn't know if there was a personal piece that you may have wanted to share, um, that may have, um, gotten you on the path where you are. It's funny because fortunately I, I've listened to a lot of folks and um, most folks do have a pain point. But this, I think for me, has not been, I haven't had a pain point. I think I am 
trying to be proactive and not having to have a pain point. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So still a little bit of a pain point. <laughs> yeah, just, I was going to say just the, because I've already, like I've seen, seen the tide turning and I'm just like, I don't want to be in a position where I, one, cannot do like the work that I really am called to do because of whatever. Because my grandmother always taught us that you are supposed to find something that you love to do and would do it for free and get somebody to pay you to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do in my like organizing work. But I also want to make sure um, that my children have the luxury of um, not having to uh, work at a place that is work, but to work at a place that is you know, comes from a point of labor. Um, and somebody told me that like labor, like after labor, there's a gift. So when you labor over something, um, you there's a reward in the end. And I feel like, you know, my work with, uh, my work with New Virginia Majority is that it's, it's a labor. This uh, B&B for me is a labor because I want a place where people who look like me or people who don't look like me have a place to come that they feel safe, that they feel welcome, and that everybody is going to receive, you know, top-notch treatment regardless of how they come. Yeah. We've got about a minute remaining, and I want to make sure that um, folks that want to connect with you are able to do that. So please share your contact details. Okay, so uh, you can reach me or, or you can follow me on Instagram at YUNCNikki. Um, you also could contact me uh, by email um, at the Black Swan Company at Gmail, um, and that the swan is with two N's, so S W A N N. Um, and I am always uh, available as well um, um, on Facebook under my name, um, Nikki Duncan Tally. So if you reach out there, uh, I'll always answer as well. Awesome. Awesome. It's really been a pleasure chatting with you, Nikki. I want to thank you so much for coming to the show. And I definitely look forward to having you back, particularly as things progress and we are ready to announce the open house for the uh, for the new bed and breakfast in Portsmouth. Congratulations to you. Thank you, Blair. And you have a great day. Hey, this is Seiko. DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals, and I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. 
www.net We've been performing for over 25 years and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated www.positivevibes.net Peace and Prosperity. Are you a 757 business owner? Do you desire to make new connections and grow your community involvement? Could you benefit from taking classes to sharpen your skills? Well, join Black Brand, Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce. Completing a membership application is simple. Just click onto our website at www.blackbrand.biz or download the app. We look forward to meeting and building with you soon. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome, welcome back. It's Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Excited now to share with Dr. Camille Jones. She is a recognized psychotherapist in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Dr. Jones earned her doctoral degree from the University of Southern California, where she focused on family dynamics and trends with a special emphasis in divorce trauma on school-aged youth. This author and organizational behavior scientist oversees a flagship federal occupational health and work-life balance program, where she's become a standout corporate cultural transformation advisor and advocate for wellness in the workplace via employee assistance programming. Dr. Jones is also a celebrated private practitioner for couples, hosting relationship restoration retreats and family building, family rebuilding, excuse me, symposiums. Lastly, she works as a parent coordinator and custody evaluator in partnership with Washington, D.C., and the state of Maryland court systems. Welcome to the show, Dr. Jones. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Good day, good day, good day, good people. How is everybody doing on this fine Wednesday afternoon? It is an amazing day indeed. First of all, I want to commend you on your work in terms of mental health. I started my career in the mental health space um, and just, wow, what a huge need and a growing need. Um, I'm absolutely, sure. absolutely, absolutely. If, if there ever was meaning to the saying for such a time as this, the platform for mental health awareness and, uh, wellness and awareness is imploding. And I just want to encourage our community to jump in with us. Um, that right now, there's just so much going on just from just turning on the television. I tell everybody, like, the worst show on TV right now is the news. Um, just, just the fabric of everything that we take in internally, we have to realize that it's going somewhere. Even if we try to park it in places that we never revisit, it's going somewhere. And then when it comes out, it shows in our relationships. It shows in our engagement with other people. It shows in our reactions to our children. It shows in our behavior on social media platforms. And so mental health wellness is a resource tool. I know there's the stigma that goes along with it. Uh, you know, to ask for help is a form of weakness. But to ask for help right now in the state and day in which you're living is called being responsible. And to get out and get it is even better. Um, I can't I can't afford it more. And I appreciate you guys for being able to have the conversation. That's another thing we've been remiss on doing, having the conversation. Seriously, you know, a couple of things came to mind. I was just thinking about how, you know, we pride ourselves on knowledge in a lot of cases. You know, knowledge is power and no one wants to be without the information. But I saw a quip recently and it was a picture of a child and the child was smiling and the brain inside the child's head was tiny and it moved over to a picture of an adult 
with a huge brain who couldn't do anything but, you know, frown. Uh, he's overwhelmed by all of the information that he takes in and the impact to his mental health is obviously very significant. Certainly, I'm an advocate of education, but I think that um, that need, you know, that's propelled by the way our media systems work, it definitely drives things in a, in a negative direction, as you just alluded to. Well, we've got it all coming at this point. We've got environmental systematic racism. We've got education systematic um, racism going on. We've got every pillar of... Um, of existence right now is having some connection with mental health and wellness and some play on how we respond and react. Um, I was having a conversation via Twitter, the way you have those conversations via Twitter. And one of the things we're trying to do better is um, encourage representation. Um, March is match month. For those of you guys who don't know what that is, that's where medical students become matched and gain jobs of residency and employment in the, in healthcare and healthcare facilities and, um, and in the field. And it was just so enlighten, enlightening and empowering and encouraging to see how many of us, when I say us, I mean minorities, that's women, that's um, all those that we're not used to seeing in those roles were being matched and represented. And there was just this trademark of representation matters. Um, and it just piggybacked on this vision I had last year um, that I created called Clinician Fest. And it's this platform where I'm working to bring together all mental health and wellness clinician or clinicians and practitioners that work for the improvement of well-being. And that's from psychologists, social workers, medical doctors, nutritionists, yoga specialists. I even got a couple of farmers that need to be present. And we're hosting this platform May 6th through 7th. It's a virtual conference because, you know, we're doing it all virtually. But it's to bring this collective together as a gathering spot on one centralized platform so we discuss and plan for the way forward. And the goal is to bring about tangible benefits. Like we got to stop just having conversations and got to start putting some, some action behind our feet. And when I say that, that means we got to get moving. When you spoke about that child, right now, if you think about everything that our children are taking in, whether it be in the formation of virtual school, whether it be in the formation of limited social interaction, whether it be in standing in homes where domestic violence is present, where it be, where, whether it be being existing in locations and community where nutrition is not accessible, where infrastructure is not accessible. All of that is taking place during the most delicate developmental stages. There is going to need to be an army of practitioners and clinicians available to champion the charge of mental health and wellness change. And we got to do that. And I would be remiss if I didn't say, y'all can't be doing this with influencers on the, on the, on the internet, okay? <laughs> influencers are not necessarily credentialed or ready to help you change your life. They may drop some motivational tidbits, but when it comes to getting right and getting ready, buy authentic. Get yourself a licensed clinician Get yourself somebody who's dedicated to the field, in the field, engrossed in the field, is doing research, is, and is embodied to help you be your best possible self. Um, Blair, I say that to say, like, I love that synopsis of that small brain of the child and that big brain of the adult. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing with some of the presentations that have been going on with some of our adults. But I do know that there's a necessity of wellness. 
And I'm hoping that I'm just one of many that's going to be stepping up to help answer that call. Yeah, beautiful platform too with the with the Clinician Fest. Um, our organization pivoted recently to do a three day virtual conference, and like you, you know, the focus on on those tangible outcomes. I certainly hope those in our network, those that are listening. That occupy that space will will register. The information is available at clinicianfest.com. Clinicianfest.com, right? Yep. Um, www.clinicianfest.com. You can go get all the information. And I want you guys to see the lineup of our presenters. And I want you to look at how many of them look like you and look like me. And that is intentional. We are moving with intention and purpose because we know that our best caregivers will be those that emerge from our communities. That does not mean that others are not welcome. We, the door is completely opened, but we know there is a direct need in a direct community, and that is what I'm standing with and standing for, and I, I invite you all. And I am on all social media platforms. I am Mrs. Doc Jones, that's M-R-S, D-O-C, Jones. Catch me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I reserve for like my personal life with my kids. So if you're ready to hear what's going on with the trials and tribulations of trying to potty train toddlers, join me on Facebook, Camille Adams Jones there. But please on Instagram and um, Twitter, I'm Mrs. Doc Jones, M-R-S, D-O-C, J-O-N-E-S. And I do work to... Um, Throw some tidbits out there to just uplift and motivate. Um, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm a very transparent clinician. Um, and I work through a platform of humor. Like, not all things we should be sad and down and suffering from. Some things, if we just repeat them to ourselves, we can see our wrongdoings and we can do better. Um, and I, every clinician has a platform. And I, I encourage you guys to connect with two or three social workers. And for organizations, I know the big fight right now is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Don't fake the funk. If you come in, come in all the way with it. You can't do diversity, inclusion, and equity in a one-hour lunch and learn, brown bag luncheon. Definitely not. Definitely not. And diversity is not hiring one woman, okay? No, it's not. Give out seats at the table and make sure that those seats at the table are sitting from a position of influence and power. And for those of you who are all sitting at the table, be responsible with your position. Be proactive with your position. Be inclusive with your position. And, and, and then I say that in saying, if you have a platform, if you have the momentum and the place to instill and motivate change, bring three or four friends with you. Don't do it alone. I tell everybody, collaborate, build, repeat. All right? Take, take, collect, connect with people who don't think the way you do. Get some diverse viewpoints in the conversation. That's how we stand still when we're only circled around those who say and think the same things that we do. Like get yourself a friend that, that's on the complete opposite of the spectrum of how you think and just have engaging dialogue. You never know what you can learn from them. Yep. There's some people out there. You got to be like, yep, not you. Okay. <laughs> not you. Not today. Okay. But there's some out there. Yeah, yes, exactly. Always, always consider the source. Always, always consider the source. Now, um, and then get some generational depth in your um in your conversations. Don't discount these baby boomers. Look at Dion Warren. She rocking Twitter right now. She rocking Twitter, okay? Get you one of those tech savvy Gen Z's that can teach you how to rock it out on TikTok to display your message. 
get with these gener- these millennials, like get a get a collaborative stepping a stair step in your network. And let that also be your Frankfurt. Brunch should be a diverse dynamic opportunity of engagement. Invite everybody to the table. I agree wholeheartedly. I look, I only cut you off because I want to ask you about these relationship restoration retreats and these family rebuilding symposiums. Like where so do we Family is the fa- family family is the fabric of the future. And families um are growing to look differently. But different doesn't mean need to mean dysfunction. Um, I do these couples retreats. I started working a lot with D.C. County, D.C. courts and Maryland courts doing a great deal of mediation and custody evaluations when couples were on um, in that phase of divorce. And I started having these sessions and there was just so much that was coming out. And it was just all the best I can describe it is residue, residue from the relationship that could have been easily cleared up with communication. And and so I started changing my approach. You know, I know they're there for mediation, but I introduced, I said, guys, by trade, I'm a psychotherapist. I'm a social worker by net, by, um, it's in my blood. So you're going to get that mediation piece and you're going to get a little added extra therapeutic process. Don't worry, that's not on the bill. And I started asking the question of, tell me about the first day you knew you loved each other. When you disarm someone, and oh, they can just you went John Gottman on them, okay? You gotta because they because when you in divorce battle, you ready? I need the house, the kids, the car, only and, and your last name. I'm keeping that too, okay? Um, and then other people are just like, no, 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 just take whatever you want. I'm just done. You can have it. But when you are fighting with such power and force, there's something there that's keeping you guys connected. So when I ask these questions and just couples disarm, like that divorce battle comes down. They just. You know, they start talking and then he was like, you know, I, he'll say, I saw her from across the room. And she'll say, you know, it wasn't it wasn't an expected love that showed up. But in my darkest day, he was there to pull me out of, you know, everything I was going through. And then, you know, then she say we just started. I'm like, so tell me the day you thought things went wrong. And she'll be like, you know, he, he stopped looking at me. And then he'll say she stopped seeing me. So y'all are both saying the same thing, but just nobody ever put you in a room to have a collective conversation. And here you are, 30,000 deep in divorce fees. You just met this mediator slash custody evaluator, parent coordinator, and we're reconciling. So I just took that branch and I wanted to get to folks before they got to the courts. And I started hosting these restoration couple retreats where it's just me and you, me, you, and you know, I get together at a maximum of 12, 12 couples. We're very intentional on how that looks um, and who gets to come because we want to make sure it's, it's healthy engagement. And we just disconnect you from everything you have going on. And we wash you down in wellness, in conversation, engagement, and remembrance. And the goal is that after this 72-hour encounter with us, that you're better people, you're better parents, and you're better partners. And it's a secret society. You don't, find, you don't see it advertised anywhere. People just find us, and then you get an invitation, and you show up. It's been on the you know, the back burner right now with COVID, but wellness is responsible in relationships. Now more than ever. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, there's some people like, Camille, if I stay in this marriage, somebody, I'm going to smother her in her sleep. <laughs> she looks like, I'm a to I got to get out of here. I'm like, okay. Perhaps y'all could be better as co-parents than lovers. And so we get to that stage. And so I wrote this book, it's called The Divorced Land of Sam. Sam has two of everythings now. It's actually coming out um, at the end of May. And it's about helping your child 
navigate divorce. And it's about helping them understand that because mommy and daddy broke up, we all don't have to break up. All right. It's also about excluding those backside noises and a child just embracing like I'm going to have Halloween with mommy and daddy. I'm going to have Christmas with mommy and daddy. I'm going to have Thanksgiving with mommy and daddy. My birthday, two celebrations, but we're going to come together as one as well. So um, it's important. Like, and if you think about things that are needed in our society, family is one. And so I'm trying to capitalize at the at the starting point rather than getting everybody at the end point and being reactive. I want to try to be as proactive as I can with preserving the the concept of marriage. I got uh, 13 years in. Uh, that's, is, that's this handsome devil here. Uh, are there times when I'm just like, you know, let me get a black garbage bag, put all this stuff in it and, and call it a day? Yeah, but then I'll be like, we got three kids. I just got to raise these kids. Come on, brother, come on back. Let's make up. Let's make up. I love you. I'm sorry. You know, so, and then I think about our kids and how much they watch us. So we intentionally dance in front of our kids. We intentionally water fight in front of our kids. We intentionally chase each other around the house in front of our kids. We we intentionally make decisions in front of our kids. We intentionally have financial and fiscal responsibility in front of our kids. Most recently, we had to intentionally have have the conversation of loss in front of our kids. And my kids are two, four, and nine. And we are having those conversations because we want them to be able to carry on even when something should ever happen to us. And that all brings me back to the point of just being in a place of wellness and knowing your responsibility as parents. Now, we we got that that nine-year-old. She a little rough. (laughs) She a little rough. That was our first one. So we were out buying every color of boot you can imagine. She's in everything, this, that, and all those kind of things. With the two younger ones, they're getting the back end of mom and dad. <laughs> but it's important to just be present parents. And I, I pray our marriage never dissolves, but if it does, I want us to be able to be responsible stewards of standing up the best up-and-coming generation of leaders that we can, at least coming out of this Jones household. Aww. I love it. I love sometimes, it. sometimes, but don't now listen now. It ain't all Facebook fairy tales now. We be in here like let's no, I get it. Let's no, I get, I get all of it. I've been married for six years. I got three babies. You know, I get it. I get yes. it. Yes. All right, but hang in there. That's the other thing. Nothing else is out there. Working that marriage. Oh my God. Everybody out here is wearing either your your cosmetics, your clothes. They got three different things they want to do for the day. Just work with what you have if it's healthy and stable for you. If it's nutritious for your spirit, work to fight for it. If it's a mess, you knew that what it was when you got in it. So figure it out. Figure it out. Don't hurt these babies. Don't hurt these babies. (laughs) Look, ma'am, I'm going to talk to you later. <laughs> no, this anytime, is- anytime. Catch me at Mrs. Doc Jones, MRS, D-O-C-J-O-N-E-S on Facebook and Twitter. And I hope to see all of my mental health and wellness practitioners at Clinician Fest. You can follow Clinician Fest as well at Clinician Fest. That's the clinician, the C and the F of capital. Or catch us at www.clinicianfest.com.
Wonderful. What an awesome show. I want to thank you all for tuning in. I'm grateful to our generous sponsors at Apex Financial Group of Virginia, as well as Milestone Mental Health Agency and the COO team for their contributions to this show. As a reminder, the B-Force Accelerator application is live. You can visit our website at blackbrand.biz for more information. I also want to remind you that Black Diamond Weekend tickets have gone live. So if you're interested in more information. Maybe you want to see the agenda for those three days between November 12th and 14th. Want to find out who some of our uh, special guest speakers are. Visit the website again, blackbrand.biz. You can get more details right there from the homepage of our website. This show was brought to you by the consulting services of Positive Vibes Incorporated. We do credit fixes. We do debt restructuring and we put money in the pockets of real estate investors so give us a call we can fix your credit we can restructure your debt and if you're a real estate investor i would love to put thousands of dollars into your pockets 757-932-0177 that's 757-932-0177 stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street.